All right. Uh, Are you there? I'm here. I'm here. All right. All I know is you told me to get a caftan and a goat. <laughs> what are we doing, Liz? We are thinking outside the box about how to keep ourselves going in the fumes of 2020. And I'm going to explain what goat yoga is, but please first show me your goat and your caftan, as you pronounce it. <laughs> How do you pronounce it? Captain. Captain. Okay, Miss Southern. So Cal. <laughs> well, I don't really have a captain. Okay, well, show me what you have. I like beach yoga, so. Wow, beach yoga. That is definitely the opposite of what we'll be doing today. But that caftan with dolphins on it. What are those dolphins doing to each other? They're just jumping and swimming. Okay. All right. Good. I can't see that well from here. Dirty yeah. um, on me. <laughs> okay. Oh, I forgot to tell you. Do you have any candles? Not up here. No. Okay, that's. Run and go get one really quickly. I always have. I always have a, a candle with my goat yoga because it really gets me in the mood. Okay. Um, okay. That works. Wow. That's fancy. Yeah, that works. That works. Okay. Okay. So here's, there's two histories. The first history is actual goat yoga, which as you know, I live in Portland, Oregon, and we are a little bit special <laughs> in that we we know we have bumper stickers that say things like keep Portland weird and um, we're, you know, trend a little bit toward the new age and the, the hippie element of life. So we've started this thing where you do yoga while in the midst of goats and the goats jump on you and just kind of hang out while you're doing yoga like real and goats. real goats. Okay. okay. I have a client who's done this actually. And she said that it was cute at first, but then when the goats start pooping, it's really not cute anymore. And she was kind of grossed out. So I decided that's the first history. The second history is that my friend, um, more like my sister, Kelly and I, um, we have just been, I don't know, our spirits, they were flagging and we were struggling with both um, the, just not finding the soul in ourselves to, to see the bright side of life, as well as the absurdity of life, because life is really, really very absurd, yeah. especially 2020. <laughs> it's very, it's really it's an ass kicker. So we just, I don't know, we were talking about what can we do? And I just told her, well, let's do, let's do goat yoga. And so I ordered us some goats off Amazon and um, I ordered us each a caftan and I delivered hers to her house. And um, I would like to introduce you now to my goat. This is Karen. Aww. Um, I think I got the same one. Oh, great. Well, introduce me. Yeah. 
Oh my gosh, you got the same one. Okay, what's your goat's name? Um, tag. <laughs> tag. Okay, should yeah. we name your goat? I'm really creative this morning. All right, let's name your goat. Let's see, Kelly's goat is called Stacy, and this is Karen. I think your goat should be called Heather. Heather. Okay. Heather. And the really part of it is that we've turned it into self-entertainment. And so we picked um, names that are kind of, uh, they're names of people who might be really nice. I know a lot of nice Heathers, Karens and Stacys, but they also could be a little bit, you know, maybe a little judgmental. And so it's like our, see how my goat has a little bit of resting goat face. Oh. Like she might, she might be happy. She might be nice, but she might be a little bit judging your yoga. Okay. Yeah. So, so, okay. Now let me ask you this. Do you have any masking tape? No, I brought a little belt though. Perfect. Okay. Okay. So now we're going to attach our goats. Okay. So see how Karen, she's getting ready. She's getting ready to get on my back. Cause that's where she likes to be. Kelly's goat is usually on her head, but I like my goat on my, on my back. Okay. Okay. I'm trying to get this. We'll just do a few, a few poses because we got other stuff to talk about. Do we? All right. Yeah. Come on. I can't get my tape to work. How are you doing tape? There we go. Okay. Okay. I'm hitched. You're hitched? Okay. I'm almost there. All right, now we always set an intention for our practice. Okay, do we turn to and the What's that? Do we turn to the side? We usually do, just so we can see each other's goats. Okay. Um, <laughs> and so our goats can see one another because they, you know, they need that camaraderie as well. Um, so, we take turns doing the intention. And um, usually it's something to help us laugh or to appreciate that most likely things are gonna work out and um, that we're gonna get through this. So I'll do the intention for today. Okay. And it's something that you actually said to me that I wrote down and put on my wall of words. And I found it really annoying and also true. <laughs> I'm so glad I can be such a good help. Okay, so the intention is I can be as impatient as I want. I can be impatient all day long but it's not going to change the flow of the universe. So I'm just going to add to that. 
So I might as well just calm the F down and do some goat yoga. Okay? Yeah. All right. So we're gonna go into mountain pose and look up to the sky. Oh my gosh, personally, my back feels every single hour that I spent in a chair that is not ergonomic yesterday while we were in school on Zoom, yeah. Zoom school. Okay, so now we're gonna take it through and we're gonna go forward into forward fold. Into what? Forward fold. Oh, got it. I Which is what you're doing. Roll. I thought, I'm not rolling. <laughs> there will be no rolling this morning. Just forward fold I'm finding hard. Oh. Okay, so now we're gonna take three deep breaths and we're gonna sigh it out. Okay, every time. Okay. <sighs> That's the sound they make in the yoga studio. And I'm always like, oh my God, this is so embarrassing. Why are these people doing this? But it kind of works. Yeah. It's like called your Ujjayi breath or something like that. Okay. Okay. Now we're going to roll up slowly, feeling every one of your years on the planet in the back. Okay. All right. And now, ooh, let's take, let's take eagle pose for our final pose of this yoga session with our goats. Okay. So eagle, you're going to take your right leg up and curl it over your left leg and then kind of, sort of go into a little bit of a squat. And you're going to take your left hand under your right hand and kind of clasp your hands together. I can't really get mine. They're supposed to be flat together, but I can't really do that. So that's a big part of goat yoga okay. is that there's a lot of self-acceptance and cheating. All right, you doing it? Oh my gosh, look at you. Yeah. Oh, does that feel good? It does, but my, sh my right shoulder is really stretching. Is it? Okay. I think All right. I, Whoa! All right. I just fell out of I think I need to squat more, though I've never heard the term squat used in yoga. I don't think I have either. I'm sure they call it something else, like go into your Shiva or something like that. Okay. All right. I'm switching sides really quick, just so we're balanced. Ready? And switch your hands too. Gracious, I cannot hold a pose to save my life this morning. And my captain's making me real sweaty. Okay. Fun. <laughs> All right. Namaste. Oh, namaste, my friend. I see you with my third eye <laughs> and Karen's two eyes. And we say, have a blessed day to you. Have a blessed And to day. Heather. From Gwen and Heather. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yay. Yay. Okay. I so, do have a really cool thing. Oh, let me see. It's just like this little liquid timer. Different Are you supposed to just stare at it? Yeah. It's mesmerizing.
I'll put the light on it. Wow, that is mesmerizing. <laughs> um, so I have something that I could use some just discussion with you about, All right? And it's, you know, we're in our, our last round of school. Yeah, we're and supposed to graduate Friday. Supposed to graduate Friday. We pass our orals. Um, yeah, I feel good about it. I think that, I mean, you know me and my cheat sheets. I'll definitely have my cheat sheet right in front of me. Okay. But what I wanted to just talk about is, if you go back to the beginning of the program, or really for me, Life Forward, which was January, did you do Life Forward in January or March? March. March. That's why we've never met. Right. So you did it, you guys did it over Zoom. Is that right? We know we got out there and um, they tried to call it and send us home halfway through and we all wanted to stay. So we got through the four days in March, but then the world shut down. So we all got it. Okay. okay. So I just have been thinking back the past few days to the risks that I took in this year and how in the period of time before that, and by risks, I mean, you know, I left my job, I started a business, I went into this program. Um, and in the decade prior to that, I really didn't take many risks at all. I really like picked a lot of just really, really safe choices. Okay. And I'm wondering, how do we keep ourselves in that brave place, right? Like it, it's, it's scary, right? We've talked about this a lot. Yeah. We've talked about the fear of stepping out of a structure, a corporate structure mm -hmm. and um, starting our own businesses and yeah. relying on our, having to rely on ourselves, you know, yeah. to generate opportunity. But I think that applies to to most things in life where it's just easier to stay safe. And we have a million stories about why why safe the safe path is the best best path. But I think it it keeps us small. Mm. When I think about go ahead. Tell, tell me when you say brave place, what that looks like, what it feels like. Um, it feels like the fear that in Hebrew is pronounced yura. There's pahad is the kind of fear where you're just like, you're afraid of failing. And so the fear of failure or embarrassment um, or pain keeps you, that that's pahad and it keeps you from making those, taking risks. And yura is the sensation that we get when we're suddenly in our, in the presence of either something divine or just like we suddenly have a whole lot more energy coming to us or that we in we are exposed to a lot of energy that makes you go 
whoa, you know, like the way that we feel when we're about to coach and okay. in our coaching labs, right? That's, that's your off. Okay. And that feeling is one of those feelings that makes you feel really alive, but also it makes you feel like, whoa, what's, what's happening right now? I'm, okay. I'm, I'm scared, but it's that it's, it's a fear that comes from doing something brave. Okay. And so I have, is that a live feeling more powerful than the risks? That's a really good question. I think the challenge is to cope with the moments between the yura, between the, the uh, feeling of aliveness. And when I think of 2020, there have been so many moments for me and, but for so many of us, the way we're just like, the, it feels like the landscape is, is really uncertain. And when you leave, either because you chose to leave the relative safety of, you know, the shore you're on, or because somebody kicked you off that shore <laughs> and said, you will be leaving the shore now, you know, like, which happened to a number of my clients, they got laid off. So I don't yeah. know about your raw, but it sounds like um, it either is or you're making an assumption that it can't be a continuous feeling, mm -hmm. that it must come in moments. Is that true? For me, for me, it is true because the minute I am ex like, I'm excited about, oh, I remember the moment I said, if I knew I couldn't fail, I would open my own coaching business and it would focus on women and um, really helping women just um, raise their station in life, right? And then it came to me, I would call it Horizon. And that was your off. And that happened in Santa Barbara at the very end of Life Forward. And I found my new purpose. And yet, then I got on the plane to go home and, and I immediately went to, to the place of Pahad because I knew that I probably wasn't gonna be able to keep my job and start my own business. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like you were in Yura. Yep. Then you got on a plane and immediately went into your head, your logic. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. And, and, and all of my self-doubt you know, who's going to hire you to be a coach? You know, do you even know how to do this? Um, you're not very good with money. How are you going to run a business? Like, right. You know, you, the one time you did your taxes by yourself, you ended up owing $5,000 to government, but you only made 23,000 that year. So how's that possible? <laughs> right. Like those are the things that are the, the tapes that come in and replace that sense of um, inspiration. So, so how do we ignore that, I guess, is what I'm saying. Do you ignore it or do you make choice? Do you make a conscious decision to listen to your heart and your gut 
or listen to your logical brain. Yeah. Knowing that you can make those choices all along your journey. Say more about that. Like, do you um, mean like I can try and then if it doesn't work out, it's going to be okay and I can come up with plan B? Um, just wondering whether um, you can have some sort of notice to trigger yourself to stop and pause before you go deep into the safety zone of what you know and what you're used to and you're, you're comfortable with, which you said earlier was the best path to step back and ask yourself, is this really the best path? And should I, can I listen to my heart? Can I, can I get a little input from my gut? You know, what am I really passionate about? Um, how courageous um, am I about this? Um, and is the risk going to be worth it? You can still bring your logic in. Is the risk worth it um, by making that choice? Yeah. And what am I giving up if I don't pursue this, mm -hmm. my gut? Right, because my gut said it's time for change. It's time for change. Mm -hmm. And I guess part of it is what I'm sitting with at the end of this year is how close I was to not doing any of this. Mm. You know, like, oh my God, I'm so grateful that I changed everything. I have grown more in 2020 than I did have the decade prior. And I've met just incredible people, mm -hmm. incredible people. I've also lost some incredible people, but I've met people who've just changed me forever, changed the way I think, changed how I see what's possible. So then with that in your heart and your gut, um, look forward a year from now, what will you regret if you slide back into your best comfort zone, the path that you know and love, maybe you love it. Maybe you don't. I love, yeah, I love parts of it. I, I, yeah, I guess it's for me. And this is the same way, the same thing, the challenge I have with like decorating a, a space or a house, I struggle to create vision for myself. I really do. Okay. Um, so when you say, what will I miss if I slide back? I, I can't quite imagine it because I didn't imagine everything that happened this year. Okay. I just got pushed toward it gently. Okay. And then some of it was being in a place of, of pain suddenly, you know, um, with the pandemic, when the pandemic came and everything just felt so horrible. And I felt like I had no good choices, you know, be, stay home with the kids while I try to 
do a start a business in a pandemic when we can't get together, right? Um, or stay in my job that just felt at that point just so soul crushing mm -hmm. to me and just so negative. Um, mm -hmm. I felt like I had no good choices, but I ended up, and a lot of it was because of the structure of Hudson and the people I met through it. I was able to carve a path for myself. Okay. Okay. I'm so, afraid of losing that structure. That's okay. what it comes down to. Oh my gosh. That's what it is. Okay. I'm realizing that I struggle to create that vision for myself. Okay. And what I'm about to lose after this week is the structure of Hudson that kept me going. Okay. So you don't have to articulate a vision. You don't have to see it yet. You told me about the feeling that you're trying to create and you felt it before. Felt it in January and then again, and like all through every time we would all meet together. Okay. So is creating a little structure, taking the time to create a little structure worth it to ensure that you can continue on with your feeling throughout 2021 and in all future years? Yes. Yes, it's worth it. That's what I need to do. I need to have a summit. Okay. You sound pretty resolute. <laughs> need to write that down. Um, Am I going on the wall? Yeah. Are you going on the wall? I need a summit with myself. to create a vision and a plan for 2021 to continue the road, to continue down the road of bravery and discovery. And how did you describe the feeling? It was more than bravery and discovery. It was your awe. I have no freaking clue how to spell that word. <laughs> Fanatically, do your best. <laughs> your There. All right. Um, and is the summit just with yourself? I don't think so. But it needs to be with people that don't have an investment in an outcome for me other than in whatever outcome I decide I want. So okay. like Ian can't come to the summit. I love Ian. I love that man. Right. But he's going to be the one that's going to be like, oh, what? Mm -hmm. You sure about that, honey? Yeah. So there's a certain type of individual or group that you need to invite. 
And I'm also wondering earlier, you mentioned the risks that you took with your new company and something like doing it all yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, is it true that you have to do everything about your company yourself? Well, that's a good question. And I've been wondering that myself, but I don't I don't have enough revenue yet to validate a personal assistant unless I, you know, unless I like paid one of my kids <laughs> to be my personal assistant. Speaking of which, I need to pay Esty. I'm gonna oh, do that before we start today. Yeah. Um but yeah, I need it. I need, oh, look at the person I was just talking about bringing me breakfast. Thanks so much. Welcome. Um, so I'm just wondering, have you checked into all kinds of uh, virtual assistants and what if it were just a couple of hours a week? Um, I will address that at the summit. <laughs> and, you know, an accountant to do your taxes can be very minimal. Content. You know, it's amazing with technology that people can dial into your computer and help organize your files electronically. They can help you schedule the meetings. They can help you follow up on the billings and collections. And I, I don't know what all that is for you that um, you don't necessarily love to do. Um, or what? Those are two big ones. Okay, okay. Okay, so, you know, whatever structure you think you need that either husband provided or you don't feel like you have today um, to have the energy to continue in your business, I just really ask, you know, what are all those options out there if I really, really researched? That's really good. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes we tell ourselves stories I feel so much better. Oh my gosh. I love you. You're the best. Ah, 2021 is going to rock. Um, okay. I'm going to finish this podcast session. By the way, this is our 13th podcast. Can you believe that? Talk about things I didn't think I was going to do in 2020. You're yeah. like, Hey, do you want to do a podcast? And I was like, what? What? <laughs> what? But I'm so glad we did. I know. Here we are. Uh, um, okay. Here's the quote. Um, one of our classmates said it yesterday, Stephanie. Okay. Most of life's magic is right on the other side of being brave. Uh -huh. Remember that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, something that helps me stay brave when I get unbrave and wobbly is to ask myself, who do I think is judging me by having this brave vision or for putting myself out there or for thinking crazy thoughts and taking risk? Who, do, who is judging me? Okay. And then I can always ask, hmm. Who the hell are they to judge me? And why do I care? Right. Who are they to judge me and why do I care? Yeah. I, yeah, I wonder if 
um, having Karen ah. and, and Stacy Heather. Heather is that way of sort of externalizing the judging and yep. kind of making light of it because that really is for me a barrier for yo to yoga. I've had a love hate relationship with yoga for years. You know, I'll do it for six months and I'll go every like three times a week and. I always feel good afterward, but there's a lot of this sense of feeling like I'm not wearing the right yoga outfit. I can't do the right pose, you know, like I'm just in my body doesn't look like the other people in the studio. And mm. so I think that's part of why I did goat yoga with Kelly is okay. to just be like, F that. Yeah. The judging. I'm going to take all that judgment and I'm going to put it in a stuffed goat <laughs> and I'm, I'm gonna flip it the bird whenever I want to during my goat yoga session <laughs> okay so I'm thinking maybe um our goats need to go on our desk or we need the calendar once a month for the goat to come out and for us to you know really think through what is that goat judging us about that is causing us not to be brave and not take the risks every month in 2021. And then we can have a little conversation with that goat and put them in their place. <laughs> Would you call it resting goat face? Resting goat face. Okay. Okay. Need resting goat face time on our calendars on a regular basis. Okay. <laughs> We're, we're totally doing this. Yeah. And that can be once a month, our instigating women and friends episode to okay. hold us accountable. Okay. What is Karen judging me about? All right. Well, I will be seeing you in 20 minutes. All right. I'm going to take my caftan off for it, but I am going to keep Karen. Karen, just know Karen's going to be right behind my computer all day okay. today. I'll keep Heather on my desk too, and we can okay. all about it. Okay. All right. You're the best. Bye. Namaste.